Let's just pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks for your word that it may be a light to our path, a guide for the walking that we do with you. Lord, today I ask that your Holy Spirit be upon us, open our hearts and our minds to your leading. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Today we're going to kick off a new series that we're going to be running through for a number of weeks. And the series is Encounters with Jesus. Over this preaching series, what what I'm going to do, well, actually, what the preaching team is going to do is we're going to be looking at how various people interacted with Jesus, Um, either after the resurrection, and and believe it or not, there were 12 different encounters with Jesus post-resurrection. But we're not going to explore just all of those. We want to have some encounters with Jesus prior to his crucifixion in in his ministry time. And just those different kind of encounters that will help us kind of understand how we may encounter Jesus and God today. We're also going to share, and I want to encourage you to share as well, we're going to share various experiences that we've had where we've encountered God and Jesus in our own lives. Today I'm going to explore the the reading that we've had where two of Jesus' followers um, were going about their every kind of normal kind of day routine task. They were walking from one village, from from Jerusalem to another one, Emmaus, another village, um, following Jesus' crucifixion and his resurrection. An everyday task that people do now, they commute. How many people commute in their lives? As in drive or jump on a train or a bus or whatever it might be, going from one place to another. It's part of who we are and what we do. Now, we might not walk. We might do all of that driving, public transport kind of thing. But I'm going to start with sharing an encounter that I had. had with Jesus on one of my daily commutes. Now, this is a number of years ago. This is not recent. This is a number of years ago. Um, And it was when I was commuting from where Annette and I used to live, which was at Sutherland, um, and I used to work out at Westmead Hospital. Um, And I used to work out at Westmead Hospital in their their immunology department doing um, research there into um, multiple sclerosis. So that kind of gives you a bit of groundwork, a framework for... For this space. It's not yet early and it's early morning. I like to get in there early to get work done. Um, and it, I'm sitting on the train. And part of what has been happening in both Annette and our lives is we've been thinking about what are we what are we meant to be doing, where are we meant to be going. And part of my my thinking and, and processing for me, and I've been I've been praying and asking God, what should I do? And because I was kind of in that um, research science fear. I was wondering whether I should do my PhD and go on to further education in that realm around the science stuff or whether God wanted something else for me. So I was praying about that. And, and God spoke to me and said, I don't want you to build your own kingdom. I want you to build mine. And I was reading an article in that space, and it was about ministry within the United Church. 
And God said, I want you to do this. And so I came back afterwards, you know, kind of all stirred up all about, you know, what God had said to me. And I came back and I told her, and she goes, duh. <laughs> she goes, I've known that for ages. Um, and I, I kind of clearly remember that. Um, just going, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard this. I've just been waiting for you to, to get to this point as well. See, this encounter with God um, changed our direction in our lives and where we were going. And so what I want to do today is we're going to explore this encounter where two men are wandering along doing their normal routine, not quite a daily commute, but wandering from Jerusalem back to the village that they would have been working and living in. They would have gone to Jerusalem for the festivals and everything else that had happened there and gone back. Now, Mace is around 11 kilometres, so it's not a long journey by any, any means. But they encountered Jesus on the road. And, you know, the first point I want, to, I want to kind of say to you about encountering God, encountering Jesus in our lives, is that encounters with Jesus can actually happen anywhere. So let's go to the Bible and let's just hear where these two men encounter Jesus. And it says here, just, just in verse 13 of, of Luke 24, the same day two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles, 11 kilometres from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about everything that happened. And as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. Jesus came as they were walking and were being there. They encountered Jesus, the resurrected Jesus in their lives at that moment as they were walking. Now, each of us actually, you know, most likely have some preconceived ideas of where God is present and where we will most likely encounter God in our lives. For some people, it's in church. Some people it may actually be in a room within the building of the church. Others, they encounter God in, in the wilderness, out in the, the world. Other people within conversations. You know, where do you encounter God in your lives? Where do you encounter God? And I want you to fill in that blank for yourself. Where is your preconceived idea that you've got to get yourself ready and this is where God pops up somehow? You know, have you ever, have you ever um, had somebody walk into church and go, oh, the building hasn't fallen down because I'm such a sinner, I've walked into this place that is apparently where God is and, you know, it's going to come down on their heads. They have a preconceived notion that this is where God resides. But we know God is bigger than that, bigger than the, the space that we have for ourselves this is a place where we come to worship and recognise and reinstill in ourselves that God's presence is always with us. See, God will meet us in unlikely places, in everyday places. The two men encountered Jesus walking along the road. The thing is that we need to be open to the encounters with Jesus. We actually need to be open to... God being present in our lives. See, if we close ourselves off 
for encountering Jesus in unusual and unlikely and everyday places and going, it only can happen when I'm sitting quietly in my little place and I've got the Bible open and I'm reading and that's the only place I can encounter God, then you're closing yourself off. Yes, it is a place you will encounter God. Let me, let me not say that that's not a place. But we need to be willing and open for God to come in in unlikely places. Moses encountered God in the wilderness at a bush that was burning, an unlikely place. So if we close ourselves off to some possibilities of God being in our lives, then we will not encounter God. And, and, and the second point I want us to think about is this. It goes a little bit further than just being open to where God might lead us. If we close our mind and we close our heart, then guess what? We will never encounter Jesus or God in our lives. So if we close ourselves off to the mere possibility of God being present with us, then we close off that possibility of encountering Jesus. Let, let, let's go back to, to Luke chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. And we're going to see something that those men who are walking along actually do. And I want to encourage you to do this for yourself as well. So let's go back into the Bible, into, into Luke 24, verses 17 to 21. And it says this. This is Jesus asking. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They, the men, stopped short, sadness written across their faces. You can see it was like heavy on their heart. And then one of them, Clopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all of the things that had happened here the last few days. Jesus asked, what things? The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. See, did you get it? Did you see what those two men were doing? They were spiritually open. They were spiritually searching and hunger for it. They were leaning in to try and understand what God is doing. To put together what Jesus had been saying all through his ministry and what they had heard. They were trying to understand. They were open. Their minds and hearts were open. Now, these, these two followers, you know, J Jesus had the really close three that he would have and then the, the 12 disciples and then he had the closer followers. Now, these two men were in these followers. They were with Jesus often but not in that close, intimate discipleship kind of relationship. They heard things, but they didn't quite get the same understanding and depth that the disciples did. They were close enough to be leaning in and searching and seeking, but they weren't close personal at that point. 
Are you leaning in to God's will in your life? Are you leaning in to what God is doing within your life and within the lives of others? Are you willing to listen to what God has in your life and the call that God might have upon you? So we encounter Jesus time and time again. But we need to be willing to lean in and listen to what that encounter has for us. So it kind of highlights the third point that I've got for you today. Is that we need to also be receptive. We need to be curious. We need to be open to God's leadership in our lives. But, but we also need to act upon our encounter with God. When we encounter Jesus, it causes us to act. So let, let's go back to, to Luke's Gospel and let's see what these, these two men did once they realised that they had actually been in the presence of Jesus Christ, the risen Jesus, the one who came and saved our sins. So Luke 24, verses 28 to 35, I'm just going to read for you. And by this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as though he was going on, but they begged him to stay. So they they wanted to continue that conversation, wanting to keep on being in his presence. Stay the night with us since it is getting late. So that kind of gives the framework and the time period that they are at. They've been walking 11 kilometres. Do you know how long it takes to walk 11 kilometres, anybody? Just curious. Roughly about two hours. Yeah, yeah. It's roughly, you know, five to six kilometres an hour. So it takes about two hours to walk that road between Jerusalem and Emmaus, depending on the ups and downs. The more it up, the slower you go kind of thing. So they've been walking along two hours late afternoon, coming, going back home, and it's getting late. They were inviting him in, and they sat down to eat. He took the bread, blessed it, and then he broke it and gave it to them, and suddenly their eyes were opened. It was in that intimate act of breaking the bread sharing together that they remembered what Jesus did in the Passover and who he was and they recognised him. And at that moment, Jesus then disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as we talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And you know what? Within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. They acted. They, they, they had to do something with this revelation that had been given to them. They had seen the resurrected Jesus. They had encountered him and they started to understand all of the scriptures and what he had been doing because Jesus had explained it to them. So within an hour they went back to Jerusalem then they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them. So now the, the, the 11 disciples, the 12 minus 1, And all of the rest, the followers. The Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter and then the two from Emmaus and told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognised him as he was breaking the bread. So they needed to go and tell. Encountering Jesus means that we need to act. They didn't just go, oh, that was nice. I've had an experience with Jesus. How wonderful. They were compelled to act. They were compelled to go and tell the story. 
You know, they walk back and they're walking back at night. And, you know, back in the time, we don't have street lights like they used to. Um, and walking at night is a much more dangerous thing between villages. And so they're willing to go and risk their own personal safety to go and tell the others that they had encountered Jesus. See, when we encounter Jesus, we should act upon what that encounter brings to us. See, my encounter with Jesus, it, it, it led me to candidate for ministry. It led me to change my career and put aside my own personal ambitions and plans. And, and, it, and it completely changed the course of both Annette and my life. I mean, we've had wonderful times with various churches. We've been in Broken Hill and the experience that that's brought us. We've been at Norellan and where that's given, drawn us into many different relationships and meeting with various people and being at Cronulla at New Beginnings for Brazil, and, and now has brought us here. Rick's going, good. Everybody else is going, okay. <laughs> Encountering Jesus and that call all that time has led to this point now. We're not the same. We're changed because of our encounters. Just as the two who encountered Jesus on that walk to Emmaus, they were changed. They were on fire. They had to tell the others about it. So I want to ask you, have you encountered Jesus in your life? Have you encountered God in your life? Because I want to encourage us as a church to share our experiences. Often our encounters with God and our encounters with Jesus are quite personal. And, and, and a deep personal things for us. But sometimes when we share that experience, it helps others to see that God is moving in this place. So over the coming weeks, we're going to hear other people's stories of their encounters. So over this week, I'm going to ask a few people um, if you'd be willing to share your story, your encounter... Um, we'll probably video it so you're not having to be out the front and in front of everybody, but we'll video it and, and share it with both morning and evening congregations. But I also want to encourage everybody. On the website, the church, the church has a website, you know. Does anybody know the web address of the church website by any chance? PUC.org.au or, or pitwater.church. So if you go to that, on the front page, scroll down to the bottom, there is Encounters with Jesus. So you'll see that there's a new point there, Encounters with Jesus, and it's a, it's a form you can fill out that you can share your encounter with Jesus. Um, and there's a little checkbox down the bottom that you can either go, I'm, I'm happy to have that published on the website, or um, please don't publish it. So you can choose what you, what you want to do, and that will get emailed to myself and... And I will pray for you, and the ministry team will pray for you as well. We want to hear and encourage you to tell your stories, your encounters with Jesus, in many different ways. So please go and visit that. I want to ask you, is God encountering you today? Are you encountering Jesus again and afresh both in the words that we find here in the Bible 
or in the music that we've sung or in the prayers that we've prayed or just in the quiet times that we've had today? Are you encountering Jesus again and afresh? God is wanting to talk to you. God is wanting to to come into your life. We just need to be open and receptive to this. Maybe God is calling you to do something new in your life. Maybe God is calling you to make a decision to believe and follow Jesus. Last week I put a a prayer up at the end, an altar call prayer about making your own steps and decisions for Jesus. I'm going to put it back up on the screen for you because this is something that we can do um, regularly. We We can make this prayer for ourselves. And if you've been a Christian for many years, you can continue to pray that. If you've prayed this prayer, you can continue to pray and refresh yourself. So read through the words here. And and, and just in a moment, I'm I'm just going to pray this prayer with you. And if you want to join in, please do so. If you want to reignite your encounter with Jesus, pray this prayer again with me today. So let's just bow our heads and let's just pray together. Our Lord Jesus... I want to experience your mercy again today. I believe that you, Jesus, died on the cross to pay the price for my sins, my wrongdoings, my wanting to put myself in front of everybody else and in front of you. I admit I'm a sinner in need of a saviour. And Lord, I'm inviting you to be mine right now, to be my saviour. Oh, Lord, come into my life, forgive my sins and live in me as my leader from now on. I believe you are a God who is rich in mercy and is always with us, is always encountering us. I ask this in your holy name, in the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.